intro. We can't do a cold start. We need at least like music to play or something. It's well, like it just was a cold start and you didn't even realize. Oh, I hate that so much. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to Match Week 7 preview show of the away fans. Um, got a couple of exciting things going on. So uh, I guess we'll jump right into it with our bets for this upcoming week. Yeah. 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 Um, right now, as you guys might know, I have a seven to three lead over Nick. Um, quickly, could be running away with this. Um, well, let's hear let's hear your first bet. Whoa! I just got a notification. Sorry. Um, for the people, they're gonna hear that. That's why I said that. Oh, they'll hear a Steam notification. Um, what did I do? I did United over Palace two and a half goal or over two and a half goals. Am I going Total. through all of them? Total. No, yes. just one. Okay, yeah, that's my first one. And what was that at? Odds wise. Uh, plus, minus one forty eight. Oh, okay. So it's they think it's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. Good to know. Um, my first one is I'm taking Tottenham over Liverpool. They're at plus one ninety. Look very white right now. You do. I mean, it's mostly all the time. I get tan, but yeah, I look really white. <laughs> Uh, my next I one, I do. Uh, Liverpool versus Tottenham, Liverpool money line. All right, so one of us, unless it's a draw, one there's a point to be had there. There is a point to be had unless it's a draw. That so, would be so right. fucking annoying. It would be very annoying because if if someone wins, it's a essentially a two point swing it's a, for us. It's a six pointer, as they say. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I took. Uh, in the Chelsea versus Fulham game, I took Chelsea money line at plus one hundred five. You done yawning? No, yeah, I was just I had to process that. Um, not and then my last one was Nottingham Forest versus Brentford. Brentford money line. I like that. <clears throat> Me too. Good odds. Brentford looks good against Arsenal. Um, yeah, in the EFL Cup. Um. um my last one is Miedema to score or assist against Eston Villa um, at plus 120. Oh, shit, dude. I haven't been typing out any of yours. Awesome. It's awesome to hear. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's actually my I fault. I took the Tottenham money line. Yep. Chelsea money line. Yep. And Miedema to score or assist. All right. And my total odds are plus 1,207. Mine are... How do I look? Plus eight sixty. Oh wow, big big gap here. I went a little conservative because you get back into it. You pulled some bullshit last week with the <laughs> no, tie, whatever I, tie. I played smart. You pulled some bullshit. I feel like my odds are still pretty good though. Three pick parlay. Maybe not. <laughs> we won't talk about it. It's fine. I wonder. If you took Man City to tie or win and put 50 bucks on it every single game in the season, you probably make money, right? I mean, you, yeah, I mean, they, they win every game. <laughs> yeah, but you're probably only making like 10 bucks in that situation. I'll tell you. Um, I don't actually know. I do know. Uh, Wolves. Man City are playing Wolves. Only minus. So if you were to take them, 
Well, that's for the win. Draw no bet. Can you put $50 on it? You'd make five bucks. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. But... You took City money line though. And you put 50 on it, you'd make $16. Okay, if you took them to win every single game of the season, you'd have $50 to put on that. No, but if you put 50 every single time, I mean... Yeah. I, what was I, I wonder if that, about I wonder if that's like a viable. I was thinking there was something that I was thinking about but I was like probably I'll have to come back to butts. It. Yeah, yeah, that was actually that was it. Um no, it was like it could have been some like stupid thing that I was missing an easy point. It was about gambling though, and I was like if I took I don't, even, I don't even remember what, what it was. It was like, somehow I thought I found a loophole in gambling, which obviously probably isn't the case. Every single gambler thinks that. Right, right. <laughs> um, which probably wasn't the case because, I don't know. I asked, actually, you keep, you keep going. Talk about, um, let's think, what, what else did we talk about? Oh, we ran a poll this week. Yeah, um, you guys talking about that? Yeah. Uh, you we tell me what it is, we'll talk. Sorry. We ran a poll this week on Twitter that got actually a decent amount of votes. It was like 13, 14, which is good for us on Twitter. Our tweets are getting seen more. Yeah. Um, we're getting more impressions, more they, plays. We had. Can they dude, listen to the podcast? Dude, they, they, everyone's got to listen to the podcast <laughs> because listen to these freaking stats, dude. We go from nothing to something. I'll tell you what. I mean, we are. On something. September 24th, we had 10 plays on one day. 10 plays, 10 plays. like listens on Spotify. How? I'm, I'm reading the stats, man. I don't know how people turned it on. Every time I look at it, it's like zeros, big old zeros. Look at that bad boy. You see it? Hold on. Is it focusing? Uh, 15 out of 10 plays. Dude, check that freaking out. That's crazy. Yeah, dude. So we got ten plays on the. Oh 24th. yeah, what the hell? What the on hell? the twenty sixth, we had three. What happened on the twenty fourth? Was it that when we? I got think it was the... right after we did the tweet. Wow. The... Yeah, I'm telling you, we once we figure out this Twitter shit, we're golden. We're golden. True. I mean, because the impressions, like people getting directed to us, like skyrocketed. Our, our... Like, that's that chart. Yeah, that's big. That's for sure big. <laughs> that's actually a big slope. Um, you know, we gotta we gotta beat our first episode. Our first we episode do. had episode eight one plays. Is the top right now. Um, Man, that's tough. But there's there's three episode season two episodes on there. Four season two episodes. Yes. Last week's preview, which True. is last week's this show, is at six four listens. The the tough part is is like that's pretty good. If you think about but, it, yeah. The tough part is, is like, um, I think we'll become like almost in the off season. Like, if we can figure out shows that aren't like you need to listen to it this week, otherwise it's outdated. I think that's what we I completely agree. I think that's. You know what I, mean? I I think that's what the like. I love podcasts that you find where you're like, yeah. oh, I and got three hundred yeah. episodes to go listen to. You know what I mean? Right. And it's not so like I. Because I, I like how we're doing the previews and reviews, and I think we have to do that during the season. I feel like that's the only way to go. Um, 
but it would be nice to do like specials where we talk about a certain topic, which we can figure out. But you know, we're growing and learning. Anyways, True. we did a poll on Twitter where we talked about. I asked the question: Do you think Eric Ten Hag is navigating this Jaden Sancho, Sancho situation correctly? And the answers were yes, no, unsure. Yeah. Um, and let me pull up the stats. Basically, the gist was that many people agreed that he was um, handling the situation correctly. So 67% of people said that Eric Ten Hag is handling the Sancho situation 100% correctly. Um, 33% said no, and 0% said hard to say or unsure. So okay. I was curious, as, a, as our resident Man United fan, what is your stance on this whole thing? Okay, so 33% of those people are wrong. Mm. That's, he's handling it right. And, it, you know, if we were, if we started the season 6-0, and that would be at 100%. Yes, he's handling it right. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's, just, it's like, like the Ronaldo thing. When he came out and we started winning games, everyone's like, oh, yeah, he's handling that right. But if we, he came out and we were losing games... Um, even if we were playing better and that was clearly the right call, mm-hmm. it wouldn't have mattered. It it would have people would have voted no. He is handling this right. Sancho had problems at Dortmund with, um, you know, being late and just shit like that. Uh, what do you? What's the word for it? Maturity issues or I don't mm-hmm. know. Um, but because obviously it wasn't in English club there wasn't as much media coverage here but he's mm-hmm. had problems in the past uh he's he's handling it right i mean mm-hmm. clearly sancho might be somewhat of a problem and they don't really miss him the only reason we miss him is because we don't have a body to fill that hole like we literally yeah. just don't have the players to fill it um but it's not like we took out someone that's scoring 20 goals 20 assists a season yeah although yeah. i do like sancho and i wish he'd fucking played well I wish he yeah. did because it would yeah. be awesome, but it's just it's just not uh, happening. And I guess I my initial reaction <clears throat> to the whole situation is that I think Ten Hag should have been more general in his press conferences. I guess was my issue. Like I I never like when managers kind of you know either direct attention to a player or they like throw him under the bus. Um, like I think he made a comment like Sancho hasn't been working hard in training, so, something along those lines. Yeah, and I just feel like that's the kind of I mean, every journalist wants you to get that answer. So, like, you know, I mean, it's you can go along the lines of like, no publicity is bad publicity, I guess. But like, as Sancho, I guess, like, I don't know, I don't know. I, I before I knew more about it, like the Dortmund issues and stuff like that, I was like, ah, oh, Sancho got fucked there. And now because Sancho responded, now he's getting you know blocked. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. You can't respond to the manager like that. And it's also first off. I think it's also a Dutch thing. I think Dutch yeah. people are just kind of straight up blunt with what they say. Yeah, the other thing yeah. is, Granacho scored in our mm-hmm. um, EFL Cup game. And immediately after, Ten Hag was like, he didn't do enough. We needed more. But to me, I'm like, Granacho is the type of... I don't know him personally. Don't talk to him that much. But he seems like the type of kid who would get like fired up about that in a good way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not like put out a tweet, but like, all right, I'll do more. Yeah. Um, and I think that's kind of maybe what he's expecting from Sancho. And it just yeah. didn't. I mean, you, you have to know who you're dealing with. 
Yeah, I mean, typically wingers are a little bit of a head case. <laughs> you have to be arrogant. You know, a little bit yeah. to be a winger. The other thing is, you know, it's not his guy. He didn't bring him in. Garnacho yeah. exploded under Ten Hag, so it, like that's his guy. That's you know what I mean? Said. Yeah, no, I got you. <laughs> True, um, but it's like so he has a lot. He owes Ten Hag a lot. So, like that type of relationship's a little bit different. I think, mm-hmm. you know, Sancho is probably a little bit like I was here first, um, mm-hmm. a little bit too big for his boots. But yeah, it's the uh, right, yeah. it's the right call. It's the right call. It really is. And majority agrees with you. So I, I would say you, you made the right call there. Thank you. Um, yeah, it, it's definitely a tough one. It's always hard to see, and it's. I guess it's surprising too because typically when this happens, like stuff like this happens to an English player, you get a large, you know, base that are like the English player is right, you know, Ten Hag is you know unfair that kind of stuff. Just because the English media is going to protect Sancho, but I think because yeah. he's not performing even in an England shirt, they're kind of like, so, yeah, so, and you know what I mean. I think honestly, most people don't aren't like upset about Sancho being gone. It's just something to put in the media. No, yeah. Like, like no one, like any of the pundits, any like I listened to a podcast. It was like Jill Scott, Roy Keane, Jimmy Car or Jimmy. Um, oh my Jamie god, G- yeah, <laughs> yeah, I forgot his first name. Um, it was Neville Ian Wright. Um, and yeah. the, they were all like, yeah, he's handling it right. But I just yeah. think it's just a story to put out. Like I think everyone, <laughs> everyone who's played, would agree with Ten Hag. I don't, I don't know yeah. what I'm trying to get at, but it just, I think it's just a story to sell papers. I don't think anyone actually, I mean, clearly 33% of people that have our small sample size do. Yeah. I think most United fans are on Ten Hag's side, though. Yeah. If not well, all. Well, Ten Hag's done more for you than Sancho has. So yeah, exactly. Exactly. You have to look at it like that and be like, uh, which one am I back? Even if we're playing bad. Yep. It's just. It's, I don't know, Ten Hogg's the guy. He's the guy? He is like the, the guy. guy. The guy? Like, for the next five years, he's the guy? Yeah, there's been too many managers that, even Ole, when people were all hyped on him, he never got that feeling. But I because... I hyped on Ole. I know, never. I was. I bought into that pretty heavily. Did you? <laughs> I liked him. Um, Ole's but, at the wheel. But after Ragnick, it kind of exposed that the players were so bad. Yeah, I think everyone's like, you know what? Fuck the players. No matter who this next guy is, and everyone likes Ten Hag, so it's easy to, easier to back him. But it's like um, things that would get blamed on managers in the past are now like, he fuck that, not his fault. It's the players. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a lot more pressure on the players, mm-hmm. and it's good because players are getting Pogba's too big for you know players yeah. are too big for United. It's good to you got to put them down. So yeah. the manager's the biggest part here. Yeah. I, I do think there is a shift overall in the Premier League to trusting your manager for longer, especially if it's a younger manager. Um, yeah, like and we've seen it with Arteta. And I was gonna say, not, I, not that he was a trailblazer of it, because I don't want to take the, I don't want to have Arsenal take the credit for it. But there were many times where Arteta could have been fired and would have if it was ten years ago. I'll um, I'll give you. I think in the past it was more acceptable to have to give managers more time, and obviously with more press. I think Arteta is the mold for that in the present yeah you know sticking with like i mean dude everyone everyone thought arteta was gone at one point everyone thought he was gone yeah i think he is the mold for 
okay, even if it's you have those bad two years, maybe that's yeah. still not over. Maybe you still got to yeah. give people time. Yeah, you do. I mean, it just makes sense. Yeah, people oversimplify what a manager does, where they say, "Oh, it's not working the first two years. It can't work. Yeah. It will work. It uh, most if yeah. you're a manager at that level, you have some skill to make it work. You just it needs time to progress. Well, I think this is where you're going to see the issue with Chelsea because I don't think they're willing to rebuild like that. They don't have you know the structure of the team. Their wage bill is so high they can't afford to be out of Europe. You're right. And, you know, I just, just having said that is like, is Poch the guy to rebuild There's that? no way they stick with Poch. I, I, the way that I've seen Chelsea hire and fire people recently, I can't, if it, if they lose a few more games this year, I can't see a world where Poch is still there. I can't, I can't see it either, which is upsetting because I think I still Poch, think Poch is a good manager too. I think he oh. is. And I think he would be the guy. I mean, look at him with Spurs. How long was he at Spurs? Like. Clearly, to a European final, and then yeah, left. but clearly, if you give him time, he will produce something. And if yeah. he produced something with the lack of money that Spurs provided, yeah. imagine what he could do if the money was spent in the right places well, at the yeah, Chelsea and team. And that's exactly it. Are the are Chelsea still going to invest in the following transfer windows, or did they blow all? You know what I mean? Like they yeah, have their to. Wage, yeah, they're, they're the money they've spent is just crazy. And the problem is that. Nearly none of those players are players that Poch asked for. Yeah, you you signed them to these seven year contracts. You screwed. You've screwed yourself for the next seven years. Right, right. screwed yourselves. Yep, and and you start to see it with um, like when Tuchel was there. So Tuchel wanted a bombing. They signed a bombing. Fired Tuchel like the next week. I don't even think a bombing played for Tuchel, and it's like you're doing the reverse order. (laughs) Like you're bringing in players. And you're moving on managers faster than anyone can even get introduced to each other. Aubameyang was um, a bad call, though, on Tuchel. <laughs> Tuchel played him at Dortmund. Played with him yeah, at Dortmund. yeah. He knew all of yeah. Aubameyang's history. Like, I don't know. And a sign like that makes you think, oh, they're going to back the manager here. They're going to try and, you know, move with him. And then he was gone the next week. There's nothing more frustrating than that. Uh, United's dealt with it, uh, I think... Van Gaal or more, I think it was Van Gaal was like at United you get your sixth or seventh choice, and it's yeah. it's so it's so annoying. Mm-hmm. Like you shouldn't people who are making the financial decisions shouldn't even have the power to. They should either just be able to say no or like you just six isn't sixth choice isn't an option. It's first or yeah. second choice. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's it's one of those two. You can't. Yeah. Can't go down the list so far. Yeah, and I, and I credit to like um Arteta and uh, Edu Gaspar, uh, or he's technical director now. Or, I don't yeah. know, he got a title change, but um, the it seems like Arteta is so involved in the signing process, like to the point where like we signed Havertz and no one really sees why. Where I'm still sitting here, even you know, six games into the season, being like. He'll figure him out. You know, like, like it, you know, it's around the corner. It'll happen. Well, that, you know, after you have three or four successes in that regard, you yeah. you gain that trust. Yeah. I mean, and that well, trust. Even if he screws one up, I'm like, I'm still back yeah. to sign the nice guy and make, like, I mean, the the complete turnover, like, with Brandon Jaka and, and, you know, creating, you know, having faith that, Saliba was going to come back to the team after sending him on loan, and everyone was like, Saliba's never going to play for Arsenal. Like, 
being able to talk these guys into new contracts and stuff like that. I'm like, whatever he thinks is right, like I'll get behind it, give it a year or so. Because mm-hmm. like, I mean, I think we've talked about it before. I think Chelsea ruined young players. Like it is like the way I look at Chelsea right now is that they're they take talent and creativity and they make it very one dimensional. Um, like even like Mudrick, his first like couple games at Chelsea looked like he was just gonna fly past everyone on the wing. And now it's just kind of stagnated. You don't even see like much of him anymore. And it's just um it, it takes a while to get out of that. <laughs> yeah. So uh Chelsea's ruined they also ruin their young talent because they just look at them as a, as kind of a a write off, a profit write off. It's a yep. free fifty million if you sell them for fifty million, and then you have that fifty million to buy mm-hmm. Mudrik, like yeah. or players like him. It's, yeah, it's not the well, way it should be. Should yeah, be I mean, if you look at some of the players that have gone to Chelsea and then like stagnated almost, I mean, or players that have left Chelsea and gotten better, like. Sala and De Bruyne and you know um Sterling goes there and immediately has a huge drop off from his Manchester City seasons um yeah obviously Mudrick um who's dropped off a bit Pulisic who's gotten better as he left Chelsea he was great at Dortmund okay at Chelsea and now he's playing really well for AC Milan yeah you know (laughs) but it's the frustrating thing with those like you Pulisic is you see it when he goes to the U.S. national team really yeah yeah this guy is way too good to be playing Barbados. Like, yeah, yeah. He, like you know he can do it. And you know he he's played well. Just it's 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 tough to see. And um, just going off like you can't. I know you have to buy big players, and you cannot buy yourself out of a declining team. You can't do it. No. All you're gonna do is extend that the the period you're down. I mean, soccer is in yeah. cycles. You know, you have that generation, but the the only thing you can do is try to maintain your losses until you have the youth come up. I mean, Arsenal, Yeah. you know, you have your generation. All you guys had to do, and I think you did it because you didn't spend a lot, and I think there was a lot of frustration with that, but I think it might have been it might have been the right call to, like, well, not it, spend. It gave the guys chances to come up. Exactly, life. exactly. If, if we spent $70 million, well, I guess we did with Pepe, but you did with Pepe, but if we had a if we had a decent backup to Pepe, you know, Saka doesn't get minutes at right wing. But you know, maybe that's a blessing that he didn't. Yeah, exactly. You, you, yeah. Like you have to, you have to allow for slots to open for those players to come through. 100 percent. Yeah. And I think yep. United did that. We got a little bit unfortunate with the whole MG11 situation, but <laughs> like we, you know, we had those spots yeah, open yeah. up. Rashford came through like that. Garnacho is coming through like yeah. that. Unfortunately, on the same wing as Rashford, but Kobe Mino is going to break through. Is, like the city can buy high because like they have academy players go through, but they kind of keep them until they can make a profit on them. Yeah, but they can buy high because they're swapping out one player in the window because they have yes. ten other guys that are willing to stay no matter what. Yeah, so they're like, okay, you know, we'll just swap out a striker and we'll be good to go. And someone's going to buy our other striker because they just scored twenty five goals because we're Man City. And like, arguably, they have the greatest coach of all time. Right. Who the players are, you know, Jao Cancelo is the only one that's had a problem with him. But, like, you yeah. cannot have a problem with Guardiola because yeah. everyone knows he's right. Like, yeah. he has enough <laughs> yeah. time and enough evidence to be like, you're not right. Yeah. He's clearly yeah. the guy who's right. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, and I, I, I guess before we move on, I don't even know what we have up to, it's probably to talk about the games I've played this weekend, but like, yeah, we only have um, like five minutes left anyway. So, sure. I mean, um, it's just like, it, it's almost like players too, when they get that, I mean, this isn't like a new knowledge or anything, but when they get that big dollar sign too, there's so much pressure on them to perform. Whereas like, if you take the Brighton aspect of things and you sign these players for a million, two million, they're playing without fear. Cause it's like, what do I, what do I have to lose? Like, I just got mm-hmm. signed the biggest contract in my career at this point, And it's still only a mill, like go out there and play with freedom. But then you take, you know, Caicedo from Brighton where he was amazing, sign him for a hundred and something million and now he's like, if I make a mistake, I'm going to get crucified. Yeah. So you take away the player that he was. You know? And, and you um, know, you, I mean, we both know for playing soccer, it's such a huge confidence game. Yeah. I, and all sports are, but I feel like for soccer, for me, because it's mm-hmm. you're so into it, it's it's like well, when it's, you're... It's actual decision-making. There's no plays. There's no, okay, if I yeah. get the ball, I'm doing this. It's... It's you're reading the game and you have to have confidence in yourself. I yeah. can't go past that player. I and, can't and, make this pass. In like baseball, for instance, it's it's less of a confidence game because I think you have so much time out of the game where you're mm-hmm. not just. I mean, where soccer, it's just your your brain's not thinking of anything else at that moment. You're just thinking about yeah. the game. Um, like Brighton, he's there. He's probably the best player. Yeah. He has that confidence because he's the best player. Yeah. You go to Chelsea, you see people that are better than you. They're not performing. But it doesn't matter. Yep. It's just the fact that they're better than you. There's too much pressure for you. Yep. They expect you to be that guy now. Yep. It's a lot. Well, you, you, same thing with Cucurella. Like, yeah. I brought him. He was this dynamic, you know, attacking wing back, you know, quick, you know, balls in the box, great. And now you go to Chelsea and you're like, what happened to him? Like, he's a shell of himself. And, like, to the point yeah. where people are saying it's complete wasted money. Yeah. And how, how long until. Other players look at those moves and say, "Why the hell would I leave Brighton?" And, and uh, like, what? Yeah, I don't know. I. I mean, the money, obviously, I, but the, yeah, the only thing I can think of is the money. Like, the only person I've seen recently that I can think of off the top of my head um, that's gone to Chelsea and has sustained or gotten better is uh, Fernandez. Yeah. Um, because he Enzo looks like like one of the best you know CDMs in the world. Um, and he's so young, he's getting better and everything. But besides him, who's really improved after they've gone to Chelsea recently? I I, 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 mean, I can't think of anyone off the top of my you, head. You can like, go back to even Chilwell. I don't think Chilwell's yeah. improved. That. I mean, he's a good no. player. I, I do like Chilwell. Like, I think he's good. But I don't think he's improved. He's probably no, maintained. And, like, Tiago Silva, I, I think, is the other one that like comes to mind. Like, but Thiago Silva was already great before. He's already. Chelsea. I mean, it's they like, got him when he's right. thirty six. He's thirty nine, or you know. Yeah, yeah. It's just like, but even like, I mean, Mendy, Kepa, you know. Yeah, like, all, big drop offs. Like, just like, it's got to be a confidence thing. Like, the, whatever's going on in the back rooms there just can't be positive for players. No, no, absolutely not. But I guess we'll stop shitting on Chelsea now. Yeah. Um, because I'm sure maybe. You know, a couple of our listeners are Chelsea fans, and uh, obviously we feel bad for you for that reason. Mm-hmm. But um, enjoy the relegation fight. We'll be there. <laughs> we'll Don't worry. We'll be there on the final day. Booking <laughs> 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 your plane tickets. <laughs> um, no, awesome. I think we're going to 
wrap it up. Well, we'll run through the games quick. Um, yeah, we'll as a little Brighton. Could be tightly contested. It could be a Brighton runaway game. I mean, Brighton lost against Chelsea, didn't they? They the did FL. lose. Yeah. It, I, I didn't see the team, so I don't know if they were playing a, a weak side or what, but I yeah. Mean, that just, they are vulnerable for sure. Yeah. Um, United versus Crystal Palace. You would think United win, but Crystal Palace is always a tough game. Beat them 3 0 this week, and uh, we're at home, so I, I think we'll be all right. Yeah. Newcastle Burnley should be easy for Newcastle because they scored eight goals their last time out. And Burnley and they just are beat City. Burnley are a mini city in in like style at least. Yeah, just a lot worse at it. Yeah, exactly. Um, then you have Wolves City, which uh, should be a walk in the park for City. Hopefully, well, not hopefully. I hope Wolves nick a point off them, but I could see it. Could you? No. <laughs> um, Arsenal Bournemouth uh, last time we played Bournemouth we won in the 98th minute on Reese Nelson's goal so mm-hmm. hopefully it's a lot less stressful than that because that game took years off my life um, West Ham Sheffield United you gotta thank West Ham yeah I, gonna be it'll, be like a four, it'll be like a 4-1 uh, yeah Sheffield goal, should be them. fairly low in confidence at the moment yeah. uh, Everton Luton Everton played well their last couple games like surprise! I know, and I looked at that and said, "Oh, I might put money on loot." And then I was like, "This really? isn't it... this isn't Everton of last year, though. They they are, right. you know, they they're decent. They can they'll win that game." Tottenham Liverpool, um, as our bets have kind of said, I think it could go either way. It depends on I... which teams show up. And now, now that I put the bet in, I'm thinking it might be a draw, even. But yeah, it, it's just tough because you don't know which team is going to show up for either team. Yeah. Because you have, you know, Liverpool games where it looks like Liverpool's clicking. I mean, uh, Shabitzlai, or however you say his fucking name, the good. midfielder, He's looks good. good. Yeah. I, my thought process when I looked at that game was, if if they both both teams show up their best performances of the year, Liverpool will win. You know what I mean? See, and I don't know because Son and Madison have looked like... No, I know, but still, Liverpool, on their best day, are a better team. Yeah. We'll have to see what happens. Uh, Nottingham Brentford... Um, you went Brentford. I agree with that. Um, Fulham, Chelsea. I took Chelsea. I don't know. I could go either way. I could it see is. Fulham winning that game. Though. Yeah, I got to watch more Fulham games because I like watching them play. But... Um, and then uh, the last day of the games is on Tuesday this week. And we have Luton versus Burnley, which is where I think Luton will get their first one. Uh, it's going to be uh, a fun game to watch, actually. Yeah. Tuesday at 2.30. And then we also have the Ryder Cup for golf this weekend. So everyone enjoy that. Tea times are like 4 a.m. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, yep. brother. But thank you guys for listening. We will uh, come and update you probably on, usually record on Monday night. Maybe we should record Tuesday night next week. Just to make sure we get the Luton Burnley result in there. That's fine. That works. Um, so yeah, we'll talk to you guys probably Wednesday morning is when the episode will be out. Um, but thank you for listening. Make sure you check us out on Twitter at the Away Fans Podcast. Um, vote in our polls so we can talk about your good or bad opinions on here. And DM us any opinions that you might have so that we can talk about them on the show. Um, and that, thanks for listening. We'll see you guys after the weekend. Bye bye.